0: Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on
1: News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Happy hump day, man. Happy Wednesday. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. You know, I, I, I'm going to talk about Tucker here in a little bit. I was going to start off talking about Tucker, but I just saw had one of those moments where I saw a news story right before going on the air. And while you may largely consider, I just said largely, once I start talking about it, you'll know why that's funny. Uh, this is a puff piece. This is not important stuff. But I think this story is reflective of the moment you and I are living in. And we are living in what I call a moment of big history. And by that, I mean things, uh, the times they are changing almost by an hour, on an hourly basis. I don't personally think for, for the good, but uh, w- one of the things that is indicative of our time here, this moment we're all in, no matter what your age is, is that increasingly we are being expected to, uh, expected to not only accept non-truth as truth, but to really celebrate the non-truths <laughs> as some kind of freaking advancement. Some kind of freaking social, political, cultural evolution, right? By accepting, essentially, bullcrap as being reality. And I have a story right here that exemplifies the idea. Because, you know, trans women are real women. So you see a, a, a hairy-ass dude in a dress. Okay, then, no, if he says he's a woman, that's a real chick. It's a real chick, man. It's a real, that's non-reality. That is... And I, and I don't believe, and I've said this before, that the tra- this, this really isn't about the trans community. The trans community, which is comprised of about, it used to be comprised of about nine dudes, right? Nine dudes and a can of nair, you know, and uh, and and now it's it's trendy, it's cool, but it's really not about trannies. It's about establishing the normalcy, normalizing people, readily accepting bullcrap as reality, basically out of some sense of fear of something bad happening, is what I think. And we have a story here that exemplifies this. I'm cruising face puke, which is my first mistake. And a story comes up from the Daily Mail. I know it's a, it's the Brits, but how goes Europe goes America, because we've got a lot of Europhiles in this country who have this inflated sense of Europe. Uh, It's it's kind of the same weird fascination with dull-ass Canada. But a lot of the stuff that that they're doing in the UK is coming here. Here's a story from the Daily Mail. Lizzo rocks a skimpy blue tie-dye bikini as she dances on her hotel balcony before hitting the stage in St. Louis. This was published just a few hours ago. Lizzo rocks a skimpy blue tie-dye bikini as she dances on her hotel bank because she's so beautiful. Lizzo is freaking hot, isn't she? She's so beautiful and sexy because, you know, she's certainly not fat. Because, you know, I'm not going to fat shame. Actually, the hell I'm not. I am going to fat shame. Okay, if you're fat, you might be triggered by what I'm about to say. And I say it because I used to be fat myself. In fact, one of the smartest things my cardiologist ever said to me, and probably saved my life to a certain extent, and the guy's Nigerian, so he's got a thick accent, he said, Don't get fat again. You know why? Because when you're fat, Your heart has to work overtime to keep your fat ass alive. You also could develop diabetes, which I am pre-diabetic, blood pressure, holy God. There's all kinds of really bad medical stuff that can happen to you when you are chronically, obesely overweight. It's just a biological fact. But in this article, Lizzo is rocking it, man. And I looked at the pictures. I brought up the story, and I got a whole bunch of pictures of Lizzo on her balcony in St. Louis dancing in a bikini. You know what? She's not rocking it. She looks like hell. She's an obese, she's a a morbidly obese fat chick in a string bikini, practically naked, shaking around on a balcony. I know I'm supposed to look at her and see her as being just the sexiest thing ever. Because if I see her as being anything less than the sexiest woman on planet Earth, then I'm a hater, I'm fat-shaming, I'm phobic, so apparently like the British press, I'm supposed to freaking lie and say, oh yeah, God, she's so hot, you know, that's like some chick saying, Yeah, wow, Brendan Fraser and the Whale. I got to get me some of that action. You know, I mean, no. I'm not looking at someone who is physically attractive. I am not looking at someone who is rocking a string bikini. I am looking at somebody who needs to be on a freaking treadmill. I'm looking at somebody who needs to switch, possibly not for political or cultural reasons, but to keep her ass alive. Switch to a plant-based diet, sweetheart, and you'll start shedding pounds. But you know what? I'm fat-shaming. So, in other words, in the new milieu, I guess that's the right word. Maybe zeitgeist. I don't know. Okay, in our present time, okay, I, I, I as a, a, a person who lives on planet Earth in the West... The new ethic is I have to look at this fat person in a string bikini who just looks cringeworthy to me and say, not because I hate fat people, I've been a fat person. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It's what I'm supposed to see and what I'm supposed to claim I see. And what I'm supposed to claim I see is freaking, you know, Angelina Jolie or you know, uh, Sophia Vergara. I'm supposed to see someone who is who is very attractive, and I'm not. And if I'm honest about that, then I'm wrong. I'm filled. I'm just brimming and frothy and buggy-eyed with hate. And the fact is, I don't hate Lizzo. I know very little about her. My daughter played a few of her her songs for me, and I'm like, wow, she's got a great voice. She does. But she ain't rocking no string bikini, man. You can barely freaking see the string bikini because of the rolls of fat, all right? Unhealthy will kill your ass fat. And this is where we are in America. (laughs) This is where we are in the West. This is where we are... On planet earth okay we have to embrace non-truths as reality to in a sense at some point possibly survive in society and it's not about being polite it's not about being respectful because if Lizzo was in this room I would not say wow you're really freaking fat you know I'd be a gentleman I'd be nice be respectful that doesn't mean I have to look at a Thick picture of her with her fat ass in a string bikini and and pretend that I'm seeing something attractive because I'm not. But the new ethic is you better. Why is Tucker Carlson off the air? Why is Tucker Carlson? Now I, I I know he's got other things he could do and he'll be fine. He's you know he's not worried about his job prospects. I'm not going to be messaging Tucker Carlson. Say. Dude, just fill out five applications a day, man. You'll get that unemployment. It'll still keep coming, man. Just fill out five applications. You know, I'm not going to do that. T- Tucker's going to be fine. But there has been a loss. Okay, when 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 corporate and political forces okay, can get a $20 million a year dude kicked off the most popular and watched and viewed television show on planet Earth... Not only is the free press dead, but we've lost a certain amount of freedom. Because the message is, well, I don't care who you are, you don't say that stuff in public. Or we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll yank you, you'll get canceled. Sure, he'll have another platform, maybe he'll invent one, maybe, you know, whatever. But you know what? He'll never again be there at 7 o'clock on your TV screen, ready to watch. They were successful they got him canceled all right they did uh because he wouldn't go on the air and speak non-truth uh non-truths and non-reality and act like he's seeing something something that he's not two plus two
0: still equals four
1: sorry didn't mean to get me didn't mean to get all joe bideny on you there by whispering but two plus two still equals four uh very quickly david david how you doing
2: I'm pretty good. I'm sitting here just wondering where my world went. It
3: seems like in a couple of years, my world's been flipped upside down. I don't know what to
2: do. I'm freaking out. The only thing I can think of, Sean, is I need to find that Chinese restaurant that you go to off a certain road. I haven't been able
1: to locate it.
4: (laughs) <laughs> the Chinese that restaurant that
2: I
1: go to. The Chinese restaurant owned oh, by Mexicans that. that I, I go I'm to. In
2: my, I, I'm in my 50s, shot I'm like, you already take that. I mean, he's going to be the use of of them. And it, y'all
1: deal with it. <laughs> nah, man. I It's on Tesla there. It's down from the little Walmart. There you go. The, the best Mexican uh, Chinese restaurant I've ever been to. 210 uh, 599 Hi,
0: this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected.
1: 20, oh, sorry, dude. In 23 minutes after 9. Sorry, Trey. It's talking about, you know, how the, we're, we're in this weird moment. And th- this is the beginnings of the Orwellian nightmare, where if the right person holds up three fingers and tells you they're holding up four fingers, you better say four. You better see four. And uh, and we're talking about this in regards to a really ridiculous Daily Mail story. Lizzo rocks a string bikini. It's like, no, she didn't. I guess I'm supposed to see it that way. Here's Shannon. Shannon, how you doing?
5: Just fine, sir. Hey, I've got three answers for you. First, with Disney, they own 51% of Fox. That's why Tucker, he didn't fit the agenda. The second is, that old guy is fat, you don't have to be crude about it, but when you do see her in person, tell her to cover it up. And as far as the people, they need to be taken behind the woodshed and let them know whose business they're messing with. Who's that? All these trannies.
1: Oh, I... I look, and I, you know, and I appreciate the call, man. The problem with the trannies is that they are being used. <laughs> they are being... You, all, you dudes are so being used, man. For political reasons. And uh, you know, and, and plus, you know, let's face it. There's a lot of people who are living tranny right now that really ain't that. <laughs> Again, it's like I say all the time: nobody would care, okay, if it if if he didn't shove this pronoun thing down our our throats every damn day. Uh, and no, and and the kids, man, you got to drag the kids into it. It's a story from ABC at the top of the hour where. Uh they're talking about this dude that was, you know, saying Republicans have blood on their hands. Was that in, where the hell is that? Tennessee. I don't even know where the hell that is. I don't care. And the reporting was uh about parents who continue to define their children's gender by their reproductive organs. Like like that's a crazy thought. <laughs> like I can't believe these flat earthers out there. These mega hat wearing weirdos still determine a person's gender by their biology. Wow. Well, you know what? Congrats and kudos to the agriculture uh, commissioner uh, in in Texas. Might add a position that Kinky Friedman also atta- almost attained in an election, a very tight election. Uh, he has uh, got a new dress code where y- if you work for the agriculture department in Texas, you have to wear clothing in line with your biological gender. Ho oh, oh, ho oh. ho. The trannies are just under attack, aren't they? Here's Alex. Alex, how you doing? Rima.
5: Hey, Okay. Let's get to some truth. <laughs> First of all, yes, fat shaming is is not true. If you're that obese, You need to get on a a program and get yourself healthy. Or
1: or don't. But you know what? I don't have to look at you and, you know, claim that I see something I'm not seeing.
5: (laughs) Well, exactly. And that's what we, you know, for the last five years, what I don't understand is how people of any kind of medium intelligence are allowing this to happen. Okay? You're rolling over. And you're letting these people tell you things that are not true. Right. The the party of follow the science, okay? <laughs> the tranny thing. You're a man, okay? You wanna dress up like a girl, I'm I'm with you. You wanna do that, that's fine. Right. But you're still not a girl.
1: Right. Okay?
5: It's not reality. Now the other reality is Tucker Carlson,
1: mm. okay?
5: Everybody's like, holy cow, what happened here? How could this happen? Dude, these people brought down a president. Right. We know that they brought down a president. It's not conjecture. It's not a, a conspiracy theory. Right. They literally brought down a sitting president. They sat in front of TV audiences and told you how they did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now they're going to do it again. We're in deep trouble here. We're
1: I concur. In, this
5: next, week, <laughs> next week, they're going to start imposing you know, taxation without representation, basically, on mortgages.
1: That's okay? right. Yep. By executive action. Everybody. Right.
5: And, and, and also in this same month coming up, we're going to have the U.N. is now going to have the ability to set their butts on U.S. soil and determine what is a medical emergency in America. Hmm. I'm out
1: yeah it's crazy stuff
5: we're about to get real dude
1: yeah i agree alex man keep the faith brother thank you for the call 210-599-5555 oh is he speaking uh he's he's, uh hosting the president of uh of south korea
6: Uh, they're
1: translating what he's saying joe biden i mean Let's see. Let me see. Let me check my Korean here. Yeah. um, And then the president said, "Uh, "Remember those missiles we lent you?"
6: Yeah,
1: we kind of need those back.
6: No, we'll get them back
1: after we're done.
6: You still got them? All right.
1: Two one zero five nine nine. Actually, that that you know, hearing a language I don't understand actually makes more sense to me than the president speaking in, in English.
0: Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA.
1: News Talk, My 50 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's my dumb little show. And I know Don Morgan and, and James have been monitoring the, the wires because uh, President Joe Biden right now is hosting President Yoon Suk yol from South Korea.
7: I hope you said that correctly. I,
1: I'm pretty sure I did. I think you I did. I once knew a Korean guy back in college. And uh, well, well our, in, all, in all seriousness, one of our closest allies. And it seems like what, what we're hearing is that we, we, we're we trying to borrow some of our stuff back from them. Because all our crap's in Ukraine. And uh, in, in any event, the, the, he's there with the South Korean president. And we were listening to the audio, Don Morgan, and it's all... Korean, they're translating it into the Korean. Now, I did know a Korean guy. I actually know a little Korean, so I think I might be able to break it down for you just a little bit. This is the president speaking. Right. This is President Joe Biden. This is the Korean translation. I mean, listen for
6: a second. I am proud and honored to welcome the Taiwanese president.
1: You. Uh, suck. (laughs) No, really, champ. Can we play a little bit more there? Let me see. No, really, champ. We need our missiles back.
6: You know, not a
1: joke. When I owned a dojo in Wilmington and taught karate, you little Asian guys could really get to a tall guy like me. You little guys can really fight. Not a joke. (laughs) That, I'm just translating. Okay. Do we have any more? We'll bring it up this little.
6: More.
1: No, seriously. I was raised by Koreans. I used to have a bruise in the middle of my forehead from all the bowing. We had this little place down the street in Rehoboth called Chop Chop Sui. Not a joke that the old man used to take (laughs) us to. My old man could really turn an egg roll. Anyway, champ, can we have the missiles back?
6: All our craps in Ukraine.
1: Not a joke. All right, well, that's the best. Now my Korean's getting a little rusty.
8: A little rusty (laughs) (laughs) there. But you know, it's funny, though. (laughs) As you mentioned... Him saying that he had a dojo in Delaware back in the day. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. We all knew that kid, like in middle school or whatever, who said they knew karate. That was him.
1: <laughs> that was Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah, And he they was, didn't really he was at that all. that kid. Yeah. They just saw Enter the Dragon one too many times. Yeah, I know karate. I know karate. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, it, from the school of John Saxon. You studied under John Saxon. Right. Okay.
8: Because for, for me, it was this kid named Marcus. Marcus. Marcus claimed he knew karate. Right? right, we were like in the fifth grade or something. And one day, you know, Marcus got a little mouthy with this other guy, and the other guy is like, "You know, Marcus, I'm going to kick your ass."
1: <laughs>
8: and Marcus does this Bruce Lee type thing. Next <laughs> thing I know, next thing I know, Marcus is in the principal's office with a pork chop on his eye because he got beat up so bad. <laughs> it's a Hong Kong movie over there.
1: It,
6: food, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> no, really, you want to wrestle was, right now? But that was Joe Biden. Listen, right
1: listen, champ. Oh, there's a translation, so let her.
6: <laughs> I'll wrestle you
1: right now. You suck. President suck. No, really, you want to go a few rounds? Listen, not a joke. I love you Chinese people. I wonder how many ethnicities he's actually referred to him as, you know, because he's North Korean or South Korean. And I'm sure he's been Chinese, Hawaiian, French. <laughs>
8: I hear the weather's fine in Munich this time of year.
1: Uh, I'd like to welcome uh president uh he's a, he's a, he's a French president. He runs that outfit over there called Europe. Uh and uh yeah. And then we have the one the person who's one heartbeat away. Do we have the latest I know you I'm I'm doing this on the fly, do we have the latest Kamala audio? We live in stupid... This is the era of the moron. We really do live in moronic times. Because she's still running. She's going to run with him. She's a the, she's the running mate. Can we hear the audio from Kamala?
4: So, I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. And to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates, not only to the past, but the future.
1: Oh God, what? (laughs) She needs a translator.
6: I'm Kamala Harris. And I'd like to welcome
1: the friend of the friend of my enemy,
6: who's brought us
1: a lot, lot of great Vietnam Godzilla and movies and over the years. Ha,
6: ha,
1: ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I was translating the words of Kamala Harris to the president of South Korea. <laughs> I just love those Godzilla movies. And wontons? Who doesn't like wontons? I love wontons. Raise your hand if you love wontons. I love them almost more than the Venn diagram. In fact, if you put a wonton in a Venn diagram, you can. wontons kind of look like Venn diagrams, don't they?
7: You can eat them on <laughs> a school twisty. bus.
1: You can eat them on a school bus. The I electric love, school bus. I love eating wontons on electric school buses while looking at the moon with my own eyes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
6: no,
1: really, what was <laughs> I going to say next? <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So, South Korea is in the south. North Korea is in the north. And it's not a big country like Idaho. But, you, you know, God. These are the these are the most powerful people on planet Earth, at least at one moment. At least they used right. to be. Yeah. There's a president and the vice president of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. We're screwed. We're so doomed. Anyway, hey, but you happy know what? Wednesday. What? No,
8: nobody is having more fun than the two of them.
1: Maybe I am just a little bit more. Yeah, right now you're Making fun you. of them. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. mocking them I'm having a lot of fun. Right. Kamala is so stupid she just always assumes she's having fun, whether she is or she isn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm having fun. You, you know, did... a Komodo dragon could be swallowing her leg and she'd be like, ah, 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 Lizards! Uh, <laughs> don't we all love carnivorous lizards? You know. <laughs> what t- if, it, what it did tickles. we say?
7: We said she sounds like she's on muscle relaxers. She she, just... We were
1: talking about that off the air. <laughs> yes. She sounded like me in the critical care unit, <laughs> With the morphine zonked drip. out on morphine.
7: <laughs> you guys.
1: Mr. Rima, Mr. How do you, Mr. Sean, how do you feel today with uh, some of the treatments we did yesterday? I'm just focusing on the moment I'm in because moments that we're in, well, that's the moment that you're in. And, and okay, uh, let's pull back on Rima's morphine just a little.
4: <laughs> and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right sister. Two ones whatever you say baby. 2105995555. <laughs> <laughs> you just lay it down, you fine. All. Right. Oh man. There's enough woke idiots in the world that aren't going to tell you how stupid you really are, but you know, guy ain't me. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
0: San Antonio's talk station.
3: People voice their opinions. You
0: talk, we listen. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Tucker thing uh, coming up at ten oh five. Just some additional thoughts on uh, on on what happened. It, just because I, I think it's I, I think we really can't underestimate or overstate rather uh, the slam the free press if it even freaking exists in this country anymore. The slam the free press took yesterday and and free speech. Moreover, and uh, we'll, we'll get a little deeper into that. But I. I We this this is more in line with the theme of the hour, and that just you know everything is upside down and non-real, and 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 we're just expected to accept bullcrap as truth. We we have a school district, the Olympia School District in Washington State. They're cutting across the board all music classes for fourth graders, just to get rid of them. Uh, not because they don't have music teachers. They, they they do they're they're a little low on their budget, but not because of budgetary reasons. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But the 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 reason they're cutting all band and orchestra stuff for fourth graders across the school system is because of white supremacy culture and significant institutional violence. Uh yeah, school board director Scott Clifton. Okay, had had this to say. There's nothing about strings or wind instrumental music that is intrinsically white supremacist. However, the ways in which it is, and the ways in which all of our institutions—not just schools, local government, state government, churches, our neighborhoods inculcate and allow white supremacy culture to continue to be propagated and cause significant institutional violence are things that we have to think about carefully as a community. And I think we have to do that interrogation. This is a guy with multiple college degrees. And we have to address the ways in which it creates challenges in administering the educational day for our elementary learners while we... Okay, so... While white supremacy and racism have nothing to do with the kid learning how to play hot cross buns on a recorder, we're getting rid of the recorder because of white supremacy. Now, everything that person just said makes about as much sense as the audio I just played from Kamala Harris. The man said nothing. This guy said nothing. His thesis statement is essentially: again, we're canceling the music classes for fourth graders because of white supremacy, even though white supremacy has nothing to do with fourth grade mu- music classes. But because he's talking about white supremacy, no one's going to question it, right? Oh, he must be right. He must be fighting racism somehow with those evil violins
7: and crap. Do you know what I mean?
1: It's it's gone.
7: What? As a member of the San Antonio Youth Orchestra growing up from eighth grade through senior year, the majority of the people playing the violins and string instruments were very talented young Asian kids, (laughs) (laughs) and I was a Hispanic trumpet player, and we played white music, and I think everyone got along fine.
1: Did you know that Lizzo is a classical flutist, and she started learning to play the flute when she was nine? I don't know if you know this, and this may come as a shock to you, but Lizzo is black. She's a black chick. I guess that white supremacy uh, when she was nine didn't prevent her from learning flute, from taking flute lessons. Basically, right now, and this is a honky-driven thing, man. White liberals. You know what? You know who are the most unpleasant people on the face of the earth? white liberal karens oh holy god only a white liberal karen would come up with a yeah you know it may not be about white supremacy learning violin but there's white supremacy in the neighborhood so we can't teach violin because of the white supremacy And the implication, you know, and I'm, I'm going to say it again, the implication is that, well, you know what? Little kids of color, apparently they're, th- th- these instruments are just too complex for them to learn. So it must be because of racism. Ugh. I hate everything. Well, I don't really. I'm actually in a really cool place in my life right now where I just, I'm just i just taking the ride and I don't give a crap anymore. How does that make you feel? I'm Tucker on a golf cart. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: Sean Ryma, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back
1: six minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Well, yeah, we got some new images uh, from Tucker Carlson today uh, via the Daily Mail. Uh, They did a big story on... They were able to get, a, not an interview with him, but they got some pictures of he and his wife in Florida on a golf cart. Tucker's got a big old grin on his face. Tucker has not commented specifically uh, thus far on, on getting canned from Fox. But he did say that, they asked him how retirement's going. He said it's going great. Said he hasn't had, wife, or ha- hasn't had dinner with his wife on a weeknight in seven years. Again, I, I don't know if I can't remember if it was where in Rymo first said it on this show just a little while ago, but, you know, he, he, Tucker's going to be fine. I mean, he's, he's, you know, Tucker's in one of those unique positions where, you know, he, he, he won't, but he could just walk away from the whole damn thing and just live out the rest of his life doing what he wants, fishing with his kids. You know, I know he's a big, he loves to fish with his kids. And nobody would fault him, and he already already would have had an impact. Now, I I don't believe that's what he'll do. I, I'm sure he'll come up with something else. You know, <laughs> he has all the options in the world. Um, what's what's curious or interesting about the Tucker Carlson thing? And again, I don't think you can overstate the slam that free speech and the free press took uh, uh, as a result of this. And the people who are tap dancing and are just overjoyed, I, I don't watch any of those schmucks, but the late night guys, I guess, probably devoted most of their monologues to this. And how wonderful it is. Because he was such a hater. He was a liarhead and a hater. What's interesting about that is from the tidbits that we've collected or some of the stuff that we do know about what happened, it, it, the suspicion is that well, he was doing something that pissed somebody off. Um, and they shut him down. They got to the Rupert or whatever. They they got him canned. Again, he's, he, they were paying him. His contract is for $20 million a year. Uh, number one watched cable show in the universe. in his, and I think the, in the history of cable news, I think his show has been the number one. It's gotten bigger, more audience than any other show that's ever been. And they can disaster. ass. And uh, we suspect that what happened, maybe, you know, he did a big thing. We, in fact, my wife and I were watching it. He was talking on Friday about big pharma and how they control media. He even mentioned Fox. Uh, he, he's gone off on Fauci time and time again and the lockdowns and the vaccine. Funny, when it was Trump's vaccine, none of them wanted to take it. Um, so, and, and popular belief is that he he went on the air with stuff that upset somebody who pours a lot of money into Fox or who holds a lot of sway, whether they're corporate or political forces or maybe a combination of both, you know, but the, in, in any event, they were successful. They got his ass off the air. And what's interesting about that is that if if you listen to the populist, rhetoric of the left in this country at any given moment what do you hear all these evil corporations man ah corporate america wall street oh they don't they don't pay their fair taxes they're part of the white establishment they're racist they're greedy they're earth rapers corporate america is horrible Unless they make big, fat, stinking donations to the to the Democrats. Unless they're, you know, in other words, when the corporations are doing something that the left like or want, the corporations are great. If it took big pharma to get that, you know, evil Nazi Tucker Carlson yanked off the air, well, that's great. That's great. But, you know, if if anybody uh, is is bitching or moaning in the state of Texas about, you know, not wanting to invest in future oil uh, contracts, uh, you know, or or if any car company doesn't want to, you know, just flush whatever profits they make down the toilet by being forced to make electric cars that nobody's going to freaking buy. Oh, corporate America. Oh, they're awful. Oh, Elizabeth Warren has built, apart from being a fake engine, she's built her entire freaking political career around, you know, railing against the evil corporations. But baby, when those evil corporations are able to get Tucker yanked off the air, then they're great, man. Then you love them. It's like listening to all the gushing around a guy like Joe Biden. From the left. Joe Biden, in actuality is everything a liberal should despise, man. He, he, first off, he's an idiot. Well, I, I, that doesn't really mean much anymore to the left, whether you're an idiot or you're, you're not. I mean, AOC is still a big influential voice on that side of things, and she's a complete moron. But he's a racist. I mean, Biden has a track record of being a racist. He considers Robert Byrd to be his mentor, his political mentor. Robert Byrd, who was a grand dragon in the KKK. Uh, he, he has repeatedly made comments over the years uh, in recent memory. But as a track record of his, of his political journey, he routinely says messed up racist stuff. He's uh, an establishment guy who is corrupt as hell. And s- uses his position to financially enrich uh, his own family or himself through his family. It, like a dozen Biden family members now have been paid off or received money from China. Oh yeah, he's into war. He really digs war. You know, uh, he's we're we're funding a war in Ukraine. We're we're fighting a war basically in Ukraine. So he's part of the industrial military complex. He's a war He's a racist. He's an establishment white guy. He's filthy, stinking rich off his corrupt, allegedly corrupt uh, endeavors. And so listening to people who in any other regard would hate everything Joe Biden represents and stands for, listening to them gush about this guy, it's just, you'll really lose your lunch, man. You want to toss your ramen? Okay, just wrap your mind around that. The love and admiration afforded Joe Biden. Kamala Harris basically called him a racist on the campaign trail in the primary season, and she can't shut up about how great he is. And and apparently, the radical agenda of the left, wow, it's going swimmingly in corporate America. (laughs) Corporate America is right there with you, sweethearts. I mean, you really... What's all this railing about greedy corporations? They're funding you right now. They're funding this radical nonsense. Disney is is so freaking woke. I you know, honestly. Why why do you hate corporate America so much? You're you're of corporate America. You work with corporate America. You accept vast amounts of cash from corporate America. You'll get a guy yanked off the air who 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 at in his m- moment was the highest pay... I don't know if he's the highest pay, but $20 million a year to do an hour show, five nights a week. And he also did some stuff on the side for the other for the Fox Nation, whatever the hell. Yeah, you know, ten years ago, a guy like Tucker would have been untouchable. Because ten years ago, talent and effort and what you produce still mattered. And if you were the guy bringing the top show to the top station, and earning everybody vast fortunes while you do it, beyond yourself. You weren't going anywhere. But Trey's right. We talked about this in Ware and Ryman, that O'Reilly was kind of the first big guy to fall. Point being, I don't want to hear any more liberals, you know, moaning and complaining about the evils of corporate America. You guys love corporate America. You love corporate America. 210 599 5555. 210 5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
0: Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: And we're back. Talk 550 KTSA FM 107. 120 minutes after 10. Coming up at 1035. The dwindling, diminishing work ethic of young people. I'm such an old fart. That's coming up at 1035. Maybe. Depending on, you know, whether or not something else interesting happens between then and now. Because I play it fast and loose, man. I, I You know, this is really interesting. I, I, I've said for years I think I was destined to live in San Antonio from a very young age. Uh, all the signs were there. My, my first girlfriend in high school, my prom date, like her dad was from San Antonio. I was a huge Selena fan in the early 90s in Maryland. Okay? I'm just saying, I think I've always been moving in this direction. Uh, another uh, person uh, who was a kind of hero to me growing up, comedic hero, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett... Was born on April 26, 1933 in San Antonio, Texas. She's 90 years of age today. What? 90, man. And I I mean, growing up in this, you know, little kid in the 70s, the Carol Burnett Show, I think the Carol Burnett Show it probably had, and I, I don't know if Don Morgan would agree or not, but the Carol Burnett Show probably had more to do with how my developed how I developed my sense of humor, on so many different levels,
7: I'd agree with that.
1: You know whether it was just trying to crack people up that I work with, <laughs> which was a hallmark of those shows. Where I mean Harvey Col- Corman, if Harvey-, Harvey Corman could actually get through a sketch, the sketch the sketch wasn't funny because he was always laughing. They would just try to break him up, but just the voices, the characters she would play. You know, that was, I think the Carol Burnett show really was the peak of that whole variety show idea that was pretty prevalent back in those days.
7: Did a female have uh, her own variety show before Carol Burnett? No. I don't think so either. I don't
1: believe, so. I think she was the first. I think she holds that, that honor.
7: She came down in 86 uh, or 87.
1: There, yeah. Uh, what's that? Oh, uh, here. Uh-huh. Yeah,
7: there's a time capsule in North Star Mall. Oh, wow. I was in band and Lee High School band got picked to play it. Right. Carol came down and she sealed a time capsule in North Star Mall. I want to say 86 or 87. Right. But she still represents San Antonio.
1: That's great. Who doesn't love Carol Burnett? And you look over the years with her. And even to this day, like, I don't, there's never been a scandal with Carol Burnett. I I couldn't tell you what her personal politics are. I, I don't think she's ever, I've never heard her talk about politics in any way, shape, or form. Okay, and not, you know, people are like, well, no, you're, you just want to squelch free speech. You should be talking about, it. no, I'm, I'm just saying it, it's very apparent with someone like Carol Burnett that she made a conscious choice that that's not going to be a part, she's not going to be out there making political statements. Carol Burnett just sort of worked at being funnier and funnier and funnier, <laughs> and yeah, man, the Carol Burnett show, I think it was on Thursday nights when it was live when I mean when not live but I mean when it aired, you know, when the new episodes aired, and then very quickly, near the end of the eighties, it went into circulation or syndication, man, I never miss, missed the Carol Burnett show and you know what's weird is that I me mean, I don't know if this makes sensey, but have you noticed. And again, I, I'm I'm the theme of the of the day is I'm an old fart. That's right. I, I'm an old guy. I, I'm on I'm on the radio talking about you know the glory days of the Carol Burnett show, which was a great show. But isn't it you know all all day long we kind of talking about what a strange generation the young the younger generation is, and even what they find funny. Have you noticed that what they find funny tends to be other people's pain and suffering? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they'll watch videos over and over again of some guy hit himself in the head with a rake, you know? Carol Burnett was funny because she did great characters. Remember the Gone with the Wind sketch? Does anybody not remember the Gone with the Wind sketch? Where she made the dress out of the drapes? Um, you look at, what was, uh, I, Don Morgan might remember, what was the the character she played, where she played the office, the secretary and Tim Conway was like her boss with a thick Swedish accent. Mrs. Sawigans. Mrs. Swiggins. And there's Carol Burnett in a tight black skirt, acting like a dumb blonde. You would never get away with that today. <laughs> you know what I mean? That character alone would would prevent her from having any, na- you know, any real serious. You know, th- th- she would be. Oh my God, she'd be canceled for that alone. But God, she was she's funny. Ninety years of age today. Born and raised in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Attended the University of California in Los Angeles, and uh, was, you know, if you look at her, and uh, one of the great honors of my life is knowing Ruth Buzzy. You look at Carol Burnett, Ruth Buzzy, Lucy, and and of course, uh, the person that both Carol Burnett and and Ruth Buzzy would say was their mentor was Lucille Ball. And you you look at it, and I guess that's where, you know, if I'm going to like turn it around to be serious again, okay, a lot of this tranny stuff just really pisses me off after a while. Do you know what I mean? Dudes in dresses, winning marathons against women, you know, oh, if you don't support tranny rights, you've you've got blood on your hands because the dudes in dresses are under attack. They're under attack. In this country. And the problem with the whole tranny movement is you're really just kind of standing there. Yeah, I said standing there and peeing on the legacy of great women who accomplish great things for women. And you look at Carol Burnett, Ruth Buzzy, uh, uh Lucille Ball, even uh, Goldie Hawn, you know, and and they they were cracking people up and garnering mass audiences when the idea of a woman being the lead in a TV show itself was anathema itself was something that you didn't see right and and uh you know it doesn't matter anymore though doesn't matter because you know Bruce over here who just put on a dress 6 months ago is is equally as much a woman as Carol Burnett or anybody else uh, here's Robert. Robert, how you doing? Hey, Sean, how Hi. are you doing? Today? Great, man.
0: Hey, I just had a
3: quick comment uh, as a, on the subject of Carol Burnett. Mm-hmm. There's a, an app you can download uh, called Pluto TV. It is free television. Oh wow! And they have classic. They have classic TV shows on there wow. that you would love. They have the Carol Burnett Show channel. Wow. Uh, Happy Days. Police Company, Laverne and Shirley, The Rifleman.
1: I love I the, know, the Rifleman, man. Of, <laughs> I still yes, watch yeah, that uh, crap. I love The love Rifleman.
5: It. You could you could you could binge watch those <laughs> channels all weekend long. What's it called again?
1: It's called Pluto TV. You uh, can download oh, Pluto. It oh, okay, or, uh, I, I think I have seen that yeah. on the guide. Okay, I'll check it out, man. Yes, I appreciate, it, man. Sure. I, I, I used to watch a lot of Memory TV, Me TV, but they, you know, they've changed their schedule up too much for me. Uh, 210-599-5555. Again, wishing Carol Burnett a happy 90th
0: birthday. Anywhere. Anywhere anytime. anytime.
4: And it's just wherever you need it. You can just go online and get it. Get
0: the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. News Talk
1: 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Uh, phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I I, I got to talk about something I brought up on wear and rhyme, I just because it, it's it's whoa. I, I talk a lot about. Well, today I am talking a lot about young people, and how screwed up they are. Uh, and and one of the things that the things that drives me crazy is just for the invert the inversion of the work ethic. In that a lot of folks who are under the age of thirty, or let's even be, you know say under the age of twenty five. They have a completely different idea of working than, than what you and I had. Okay, when, when I was coming up, uh, you know, and again, I mean, I got both feet, you know, firmly planted on old, you know, planted old fart right here by saying this stuff. But it's it's only because it's true. You know, when I was coming up, and I, if I really wanted a job, because the job did something for me, right, or it was a good opportunity, or even if I wanted to work at a freaking convenience store because I need to, needed to make money while I'm you know, in between gigs or what have you. You know, I'm going in there thinking, you know, what I, I got to make this person want to hire me. You know, right? I mean, that's kind of the basic stuff, right? If I want to work at your radio station, this isn't so much true anymore because I'm sort of established now. And you know what I mean? St- uh, James, nobody gives a crap if I roll in here in my yoga pants. You know, It's, like, it's, it's me. I, but I've earned it. Because twenty years ago, if I wanted to work at your radio station, I walked in and I had a jacket on, right? Shirt tucked in. Shirt tucked in. You know, you give me a shot. I'll do extra for you. I'll, you know, I volunteer. You know, you want me to work weekends? I work weekends. Whatever you need, you know, because I I want this job. Mm -hmm. And the idea is, it's a contract. You're, You're asking someone else to give you their money to do certain stuff. For them, right? And for they, their business or whatever it is they do. They want to hire you to do something. They are under no obligation to give you any money for anything. <laughs> it's, it's the ethic, the work ethic I grew up in.
7: And they provide the job right. for you. And these young kids, um, you're not working for yourselves. You're we, not You're not busting your ass.
1: There's, there's a news story today about a 24-year-old chick from Dallas named Sugar Sugar. That's her online name, Sugar Sugar. Sugar, well, sugar sugar has pink hair, electric pink hair, and uh she uh I guess she had a job and her employer, you know the guy who agreed to give her money to do something wanted her to change her hair she didn't want to, so she quit um she is now finding hard it difficult to get employed she she's unemployed, but you know what she ain't changing her hair. She does a video the video got almost half a million hits, half a million views. I've worn colored hair for many years now in several different industries, including hospitality, finance as well as marketing uh after just fencing and posting this video, I do feel there is the hope that one day, probably not one day soon, but one day it will be changed. I do not feel any better as I am still unemployed, but have more than the necessary skills for the jobs I've applied to. My hair ain't going to do the work. She goes on to say she believes one of the reasons there's high unemployment in this country is because these pesky and annoying employers have dress codes and stuff. Well, most of the people who responded to her video... Were supportive of her. Be glad they showed their true colors. You don't need to be working there anyway. Uh, it's such an odd thing. Why do people think hair color has anything to do with work ethic? It's just self-expression. I, you know, I mean, I. I okay, I, I realize that I'm not really understanding the way things are now. I, I get, I get it. But you know, at the same time. Okay, the the dude who is hiring you to do a thing, more than likely, unless you do what I do for a living, okay, is not hiring you to express yourself. The person who is hiring you is not hiring you to provide you with an income so that you can be you, and it's all about you. The guy is hiring you to do something for him, which he doesn't have to hire you to do anything. You know what I mean? It's this idea that employment itself is, an, is is oppressive, right? Didn't Nancy Pelosi say that years ago? Oh, it'd be great if people were unemployed. I could take up painting. They <laughs> could pursue an art form. And uh, so, the, the, on the left, there really is, in, in in the new ethic, there really is this idea out there that employment itself is oppression. And you are being, you know, preyed upon somehow by just having to get a job. Uh and and it's surreal to me because I look at these people, and yes, it, this woman's twenty four. Because here's 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 my idea though: if if somebody if if somebody under the age of twenty five or under the age of thirty asks me, you know, well, I want not, not that they do, nobody does, but let's say somebody asks me. Well, I want to do this for a living. This is what I want to do with my life. I want to be—I want to do this for a living, whether whatever it may be. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a guy on the radio. I want to be an actress. I want to be the, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. Okay, my my first question almost always is, okay, what are you willing to do to get there? What are you willing to do to achieve a life where you can make your money? and earn your living by doing something that you love to do. What are you willing to do? In other words, what are you willing to sacrifice? What schedule are you willing to work? Are you willing to work two jobs if you have to? Are you gonna work on the weekends? Would you cut your hair? Would you dye your hair? Would you dress differently? What would you do? What would you do to achieve your goal? And if is, well, I ain't gonna, I wouldn't change my hair for nobody. Well, I don't work weekends. Well, you know, I, I want to work these hours. Well, I don't want to do, I'll do this, but I won't do that. <laughs> you know, because you, you only live once. And Trey brought it up on wearing and I don't uh I don't uh, live to work. I work to live. Okay. Okay, granted. Okay, so let's say you're not willing to do a whole lot of stuff to achieve the life that you wish to achieve for yourself. What do you think is going to happen? What magical force is going to pick you up out of your life and place you in the life that you want to live? Because unless you're willing to do certain things and sacrifice certain things to achieve a certain kind of a life, you're never going to get it. And in fact, you're going to wake up one day and you'll be 50 or you'll be 45, okay? And not 24, like this chick in the story. And maybe when you were younger... You uh, made the choice that how you express yourself and how you live your life is more important than anything else, and all of a sudden you're 50, and wow, you're not doing the thing that you wanted to do. In fact, maybe you're still struggling. Maybe you're still going from job to job. Why is that? Well, that is because there were certain things you weren't willing to do, like maybe not have electric hot pink hair going into an employment situation and trying to get a job. There's my old fart rant for the day, you know. So I'm I'm glad that she's taking a stand, and she won't change her pink hair for a job. Well, I, maybe the unemployment thing works out for you as well. So you know, hope you're loving that 210-599-5555. five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break.
0: Stay out of backups and jams. Get the latest traffic and weather together throughout the day. San Antonio's News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
1: Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. 1051. Let's go to the phones. Here's James. James, how you doing?
2: Sean, what's up, sugar britches? How you doing today, my it's
1: brother? It's, it's sugar butt, okay? That's how I roll. I'm sugar butt. All right?
2: Yeah. Oh my God! What are you thinking? Oh, get off my get off my lawn! Man. Get off hey, my man.
1: lawn! That's where I am, man. It's a glorious uh, place but to I, be.
2: Uh, Bob, thanks. I like two things real quick. Thank you for taking me down memory lane with the Terrible Show. Oh and man! Been, uh, I I rodeo funny man for many years, and my skit, you know, I do. I would go to the top of my head. I would remember those shows. Mm. Uh, the Tim Conway and Harvey Corman you know, and I would do and people just
1: died laughing. Oh, it's you know? it great! Great, because I tell so, you what, Whenever they like, cracked up, Harvey Corman you and I were cracking up too. We were we were right there with him, laughing our asses oh,
2: off. Yeah, it was Tim Conway as a dentist, you know, and he kept shooting stuff With the Nova King, you know, and he around. The, the dentist
1: one. Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah, and the second thing is a buddy of mine. He's the head hunter for a company. I don't want to mention the
1: company. Right.
2: And I talked to him, and he means that we're hurting for drivers. And it's amazing. And when they come in for uh, an interview, they say, okay, this is what we do. This is the hours. They'll slide will up. No, no. Uh, this, this is the days I will work. This is the hours I will work. You know, and I don't want to go here for, to drive or I want to go there. And why did you even apply? I mean, it's amazing I hear word. that
1: from a lot of people that they come in and they start making demands and no, I'll do that. No, I won't do that. And, you know, I, I think only some of it is, well, you know, the, the employer, I think they, they kind of think the employer needs them more than they need the job. And maybe that's because of the whole, you know, well, I can just apply for unemployment from the man and get me some free money. So I don't need the job. I, I just it to me it's such an upside down way of looking at employment that I don't get. I, I just I it's mysterious to me. I don't get it.
2: I just why do you even apply if this is what you are going to right. do? You know they say in the paper or whatever they have to interview the stuff, not the job. This is what it is. Well, it's so, it's, it's know,
1: right. It's like this chicken Dallas who you know it, it has absolutely nothing to do with her choices that she's unemployed. It has everything to do with people won't employ her with her pink hair, and you know it's like, well, holy crap, that's welcome to life. <laughs> You're right, you know. All right, brother. All right, thanks for the call. But, You know what I mean? Welcome to the world, man. But then again, I don't really know. I, I you know, maybe I'm just out of step with the way the world's going or where the world's going. Because maybe in the not-so-distant future, a lot of people won't be working. Maybe they, they just will be taking money from the government or being propped up in some other way. I, I don't know. I, I just I, But like a lot of you, I'm on that side of life where, and we were talking about this yesterday, where you sort of know there's less ahead than behind, you know? And in that place, and plus a lot of the medical stuff, in that place, you really learn the value of time. Not to quote Kamala Harris, but you you know the value of time, just freaking time. And uh, and I look back over my life, it's like, well, I'm I'm pretty happy with the way I did most stuff, but there's all kinds of things I would have do, done differently if back then I would have had a greater appreciation of the passing of time, right? Uh, and I look at a lot of young people who just are—I hate to say it—they're just not getting out there, and they're not just not doing it. And they're doing it for a lot of this trendy crap, like what I've been talking about, about. Oh, you know, I don't live to work, I work to live, or I don't work to live, I live to work, whatever the hell it is. I, I You know, work doesn't define me. Well, you know what, what's, again, what's crazy about that is work is going to define your ass when you're my age. <laughs> and that ethic will not help you later on. Quite the opposite. And it makes me feel bad because a lot of people, you know what, they're not going to realize until they're in their 40s or their 50s that, wow, it's, you know, what do I do now? So, you know, don't dye, dye your hair, don't dye your hair, get the piercing, don't get the piercing. You know, go in looking to sell yourself or go in thinking they, they owe you something uh, there, you know, in the job market. I don't know. Whatever works for you. But it's one thing to be unemployed when you're 24. It's a whole different thing to be unemployed when you're 54. <laughs> you know, it's a whole different ball of wax then. So good luck with that. Let's go to uh, Tom. Tom, how are you doing?
3: Hey, Sean. I'm doing okay. You've been talking about all your stuff with the kids and the, and the hair and the, everything else. I think uh, basically it's a respect deal. Okay? You're not We – we've got – kids that are 24 25 and 16 and 18 and they all grew up on a ranch okay everybody took care takes care of livestock everybody right. takes care of barn everybody takes care of this is a respect of what you're doing it's not about you it's about what you're taking care of and what you're accomplishing okay and i think the family values of this has went by the wayside and that's one of the biggest things i think we need to change we need to get back to the family saying no uh you're not going to do that when there are kids and you know say, and meaning it not just saying well you know you can have purple right. hair today and go you know, make yourself
1: help whatever makes you happy you know i mean it, it it's really quite a destructive message to lay on a young person or a kid that it's all about you and all about making yourself happy because they're just not going to be able to live that way in the real world.
3: How many uh, kids do you know that's happy more than two hours a day? That what? I said, how many kids did you, do you know that are happy more than two happy hours
1: Happy more a day? than two hours a day? Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
3: Man. Most of the kids are upset about something one <laughs>
1: time
3: or another. They'd be happy for 10 minutes, but that'd be about it.
1: I don't know. I mean, it, 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 what makes them happy is stuff that I don't understand because it, the same stuff doesn't make me happy. So I got to go, man. I'm just out of time. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Mr. Don Morgan and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.
4: For us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see <laughs> the moment in time in which we exist and are present and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future.